Welcome to Talking Giants. It's July 16th, 2019. I'm Bobby Skinner, here with my good friend, my good co-host, Danny King. We're here to talk some Giants. And Danny, we this time next week, we will see Giants on the field, a.k.a. conditioning, all that kind of stuff. But it's it's good enough for me, man. I Today, I was listening to our closing song, Explosions in the Sky, Your Hand and Mine. I mean, I was thinking of like pump up videos. I'm ba- I'm fully back in football mode now. Russell Westbrook has been traded to the Rockets. I'm fully in football mode. Danny, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, I mean, we're seven days away from rookies and select vets report into camp, so it, it's amazing how it's basically here right now. We got this final dead week, and then we're finally gonna be able to talk about some new stuff and just get back into that real football grind. I know. I'm hashing out some 2018 stuff, getting, you know, doing our player profiles, getting those ready. And I'm just pumped to go, man. Like, I cannot wait to talk about these guys back on the field for real. I can't wait for the NFL Live training camp tour. Like, I'm just pumped, man. And I think everyone is. Like, I, I, I feel like we're going to go 16 and 0, Danny. I'm just so happy. Oh, yeah, re- re- ready to get back going. But no, seriously, like, it's good to be getting back, although we do have to talk about some negative news to start the show off. But it's good. It's one of those, like, when you're almost back, that you feel back. No, yeah, like, as you said, like, every football fan is now really starting to feel that they're about to get back. Like, most normal kids are celebrating summer and are getting upset that school's basically a month away, while me being the odd one, it's like, yeah, school's coming back, but football's back as well, so... I'm just excited to finally see some real action instead of having to watch 2018 tape because some of it's hard to watch. I, I, I know. I was I was watching um, some John Halapio film, and I was watching the Jags game from week one, and then the last play that we had where Eric Flowers gets blown up, which causes to Eli to have to like run up in the pocket and kind of get his arm hit, which it would have been a touchdown to Sterling Shepard. Pretty depressing. Anyways, I wanted to post it, but I was like, you know what? Why am I going to rehash this Eric Flowers stuff? Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's here and all day long. I'm thinking about recording preseason game recaps today, but anyways, what sucks that we have to talk about is this DB Cameron Moore, a guy we claimed off of waivers last year after the Saints cut him. He, I, I don't know why we haven't cut him yet. I get like, I, I'm all for like, let let the legal process play out and whatnot because there is situations where it's a he said, she said, but Dan, I don't know if you like went and read like the articles. He beat this chick up, dude. Like it sucks that we have to talk about this. I hate talking about this kind of stuff, but this guy is useless. One, he's not even a good player. So you don't even have to make like a moral decision. It's just like, this guy's a dirtbag. cut him because I mean, he like was, he like stepped on her throat and she got back up and pushed him or whatnot. And he just like knocked her out. Dude, the guy's, I mean, I, I hate having to talk about this, but this guy's a scumbag, and I wish we didn't even suspend him. Just cut him. No, yeah, this is honestly the second time the Giants have gone through something like this, but this is a, a different beast. This guy is a – I can't believe 
what he did. It's unspeakable what Cameron Moore did. And as you said, how is he still on this team right now? He shouldn't be in this league. But unfortunately, we have him on our team right now. Uh, They're probably not going to cut him until at least due process, as you said, plays out. But he has no purpose on this team. He should have no purpose in this league, really. But yeah, it's just a down note to start the episode. Yeah, and I'm pretty like lenient, not lenient, but I, I'll 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 hear somebody out and I'll like look and see if there's evidence because there has been cases of you know someone being falsely accused and there's no evidence, uh, and then like you know we all crucify a guy and then you know comes back four months later that like the girl admitted she lied, but this isn't that case. This was brutal, man. This was bad. He beat the crap out of this chick, and. Like I, I just don't want him on team, and and I, I hate to say this, but it is the reality that goes through our mind. He's a nobody. He is not like he probably wouldn't have made the team anyways. So there's really no like dilemma in it at all. Like it's not like if this was a uh, actually I'm not even gonna say anybody's name because I don't even want to mention anybody with with like that kind of stuff. But if if it was this if this was a key player, like I think all of us would have to like play the men- mental gymnastics to figure it out. But with the ev- the like the concrete evidence in this and the fact that he's a nobody. Uh, it's you got to move on from this guy, and I get the suspending and holding out kind of thing, but I might you might as well just cut him because we all know that's what's going to happen eventually, anyways. No, if if you remember the prior guy that the Giants went through this with, I'm not going to say his name. You can but, say Steve Brown. Yes, but uh, he was um, what was it? It was we didn't know how true it was, and this was a starter. He was our starting kicker, and we're like, ah, can we believe this? So we let it play out, and then it turned out to be true. They were like, all right, get rid of this guy. But this is very, he was arrested. He was charged. And there's probably blatant amount of evidence on this. And what makes it even worse is you got this, not even worse, but you just got stupid Giants fans saying, like, oh, nice culture change. I heard OBJ was the problem. It's like, how did that relate to this in any way, shape, or form? We're dealing with this monster of a guy. And then you somehow are like, ah, oh, but OBJ was the problem. It's like, God, people are stupid. <laughs> I know. I got into it a little bit. And it's, it's just kind of like a culture of like uh, people just want to hate on stuff where it's like, and I said today, cause like, um, I, I don't even want to say the guy's name. He's one of my like least favorite people in the giants community, but he's like, he said exactly what you said. And I was like, yeah, Dave Gettleman really, you know, when claiming this guy off waivers is like, you know what? This guy's going to beat up a chick one day, but we need, we need depth at that corner. So uh, we're, let's go ahead and take a chance on this guy. It's like, come on. Like, let's be real. Like, there was no indications for this guy. Um, you know, maybe maybe there was, but there was nothing, like, out in the open. I mean, if if there was something that was, like, known or, like, even, like, an incident, when he was signed, it would have been of note when it happened. So, unless, like, these guys, they did, like, a personal deep, deep, deep dive, um, then there's nothing. And they don't really do that on six-round picks anyway. So, they're, they're at, at least from our eyes, there was no indication of it. You can't You can't blame anybody on the Giants for that. So uh, they're just, they suspended him, but I, th- I think that's essentially just a cut. They're just like, we don't want to do it right away. Let's at least wait for him. Like, to, I don't know. Maybe they want to talk to him. I don't, I don't know. But he's not going to be on the team next week, I, I don't think. Yeah, he, he has no future on this team. It does, before, he really didn't have a future being on the bench. But adding this now, there's, it's, he has no hope. And it's just, it's just disgusting what he did. Yeah, and people were like, you know, like, oh, like, it wouldn't be such an easy decision if this was, like, a Tyreek Hill. And I was like, yeah, I 100% agree. If this was a Tyreek Hill player, it'd be a lot harder to move on from him. Yeah. But at the same time, Tyreek Hill had warnings, like, of, of a video warning. Like, 
or not video. That was um, Mixon. Sorry, but there was like Tyreek Hill was like guilty of of punching a, a girl, or I think he was punching his pregnant girlfriend. Um, so like the Giants weren't drafting guys like that. They could have drafted Tyreek Hill. You know, he was a second. I think he was like a, a late first, second round like talent a guy. Like if he if nothing happened because it's just because of his size. But like the Giants, the Giants had the opportunity to take Tyreek Hill, and they decided not to. So, I, I, it's really not similar to that situation at all because there was oh they were not even warning signs. There was just like clear cut evidence that this guy is a scumbag. No, no, yeah, like as you said, this was a starter. Unfortunately, we'd be a little bit of a different circumstances, but everyone should be in universal agreement that. This guy has no future on this team. He should have done what he did and just get him off the team. Just get rid of the distraction now while we're ahead. Right, and like, and I'm I'm somebody who like I will give a guy a chance, and and even if even if it is somebody that has happened, I, like if he if he changes his like situation life and and gets better, a year from now I'm actually all for giving guys a chance. Like I know that's not the most popular thing, and I don't even like expect people to agree on me, but like I, I'm I'm just a big believer in giving other people chances. Uh, giving people chances after they've done, you know, horrible, horrible things. So, um, basically, that's where I'm at with. It. I wanted to talk about the Tyreek Hill thing, where, like, when it first happened about his son breaking his arm, I was like, I, like, like I was talking to Zach, and he's like, dude, one of my friends accidentally broke his kid's arm, like, and he's like, it was legitimately an accident, like it happened. So he's like, like let's let's figure out what happens, and then you have the phone recordings, and I don't even know what's going on with all that. But anyways. I mean, I think we've been pretty clear cut on it. Like, get rid, get rid of the guy. Um, he's just yeah. not worth it. So, anyways, that's. I mean, I, I didn't even want to talk about that. I hate talking about that kind of stuff, but it, it is what it is. Um, so uh, the other big news that in, involves the whole NFL, but obviously the Giants. This idea of an eighteen-game season, and then players only having a max of sixteen games played. Danny. What do you think about this? I, I think it's stupid, personally. One, why? There's no need to extend the season. The, it's already fun at 16 games. What's the point of having two more games if you're going to sit the key guys you want to watch for those two games? Obviously, teams spread it out, but I want to. I don't want to see uh, Paul Perkins start in week 18 instead of Saquon Barkley because we had to sit him. It, it, I just don't understand it. I mean, in the NFL, saying that they need they could boost revenue, they gave out like what uh, something million worth of dollars to teams in revenue this year. It's a stupid concept. Yeah, take away two preseason games. Yes, preseason games are useless. At least the final two for the veterans. At least you want to discover your roster. But if you look at it, this also increases the chances of for players getting injured. I, I'm a big player guy. I. Whatever the players want, I usually support because I'm like, I, they're the ones that make the game happen. So I usually support the players in most cases. And this is another example of it. I don't, I, as much as I love football, the season's fine as it is. I don't want to see it extended because it could risk players' uh, careers even further than it already is. So I find the idea to be stupid, but I guess I could see the point in it, but I don't support it. Well, and I'm a huge fan of a four-game preseason. I don't know why we're always trying to cut down the preseason to two games. I mean, the starters just don't play, and two of them, essentially. They, the starters do not play week four. A lot of the backups don't even play week four. And then the, the first game, they usually play, like, one or two series. Like, they're not risking any more injury doing that than they are at practice. So, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the preseason because it gives guys chances. Like, 
you know how many guys like they need that opportunity like yeah the would uh would some of the other the like would the star players like to have a couple more games worth of revenue and not have to do the preseason week three and week four possibly but i don't even know i don't even essentially agree with that it all comes down to money but like that those those four preseason games are important and like i don't i don't know why we keep on trying to get rid of four preseason games like that's going to eliminate injury because the guys who start aren't going to play in all four of those preseason games and the guys that aren't starting it's huge for them it's how guys win jobs it's how guys like tay davis are on this team after you know being an undrafted free agent and now he's you know possibly the starting middle linebacker i mean we see it year after year it's, it's really important for guys to get reps. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the preseason. And then for the 18 game regular season, I saw like the, the argument is like, Oh, it, it uses, it's a lot more strategic. You have to use strategy. I was like, is NFL not a strategic game? It's the yeah. most strategic sport in the world by far. Like, do you know what goes into film and whatnot? Are there like, is, is anybody going into like football games? Like, man, I wish there was just a little more strategy. It's like, come on, that's just silly. Like, you know what else would need more strategy? If, you uh, if you've made every quarterback throw with their opposite hand for a game, like yeah, we can make the game more strategic, but we're like we're we're having the bench starting quarterbacks for two weeks of the season, and it just doesn't make any sense. I I don't like it at all. So then you're gonna have matchups of, okay, what if a team does it week ten, and then so you got Bears versus Packers, and it's it's Mitchell Trubisky versus uh, Deshaun Kaiser or, or anything like that. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, it, yeah, it gets it makes it more strategic, but it makes the game worse. And like you said, 16 games is plenty enough. It's four months. And then we have another month of, of playoffs. I mean, I get that there's a lot more like dead time in NFL than any other sport. But all, there's also not because the NFL draft is more viewed than the NBA finals. And like it's a year round sport, except for like this week in the past two weeks. So I, I just think it's a dumb idea. And I'm maybe that's me like hating change and whatnot. But. I just don't see what the point of it. Actually, I do know the point of it is it would make a lot more money, but I just I, I feel like the NFL is doing all right. Like I I don't, yeah. I don't like it at all. Yeah, they got a deal with HBO for Hard Knocks. They got an Amazon with All or Nothing. They got great deals with all these broadcaster companies. The NFL is fine financially, really. And as I said, they gave out tons of money recently. I almost spilled my water right there. Tons of money recently to NFL teams. But I, the preseason thing, I, to your point. Yes, it's important, but at least Giants fans recently, they got a bad memory of it with the Cleveland Browns game in 2017. Now, yes, that was the Cleveland Browns. They're a little bit more dirtier back then, and that player did low blow Odell's ankles, and I personally believe that ankle injury in that game didn't uh, cause his fractured ankle, but it just kind of just was like, man, that was such a coincidence. So I, I, I'm with you. The four games are important for the, the guys that aren't an Eli Manning or Saquon Barkley to make this team. But uh, I, I don't – if it's three games, sure. But the preseason games, I'm for them. Like the first two games, first three games, and the fourth game, I'm kind of like, oh, man, I'm kind of over this now. I just want the real game. But maybe that's just me getting antsy for the real season. Well, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's we're getting antsy for the regular season, and like, and like Odell, he still gets that injury because he's still playing that game. Yeah. He just, yeah. he's just not sitting on the bench for the, another two games. Yeah, and this guy responded. We we did a poll. I did a poll on Talk of Giants that asked that question, and eighty percent of the voters said no. Twenty percent said yes. That this guy at Joe Stabman sixty four. I don't know how 
true this is, but it seemed kind of true to me. He said he kind of broke down how it's like a 16 game schedule is kind is great. Yeah, uh, he you get six first, and you got six games in division. They got four in the AFC, and then you got one each versus team in other NFC divisions. Went ahead. Let me read his full tweet. 16 game schedule six first division four versus afc division four versus nfc division one each versus team in other nfc division which finished same position and then 18 games will require two additional interconference games first and fourth place versus first and fourth second third place versus second third it's kind of confusing but if you read it it makes sense the 16 game season just is perfect it just meshes everything well together 18 games you just throw everything off then you gotta get like additional games in there different conference games. It's just very, very confusing. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I think it's its like when the NBA owners, like, start, like, put ads on the on the jerseys for, like, a million dollars. It's like, really? You're, you're compromising the jerseys for a million dollars? Like, you know how much money you guys make? Like, that was the breaking point was a million dollars. Um, and obviously that money goes up eventually. But I, I just, I don't like it, and I don't have much more to say on it. <laughs> No, yeah. Also, owners don't don't put ads on the jerseys. It looks stupid. Just keep the jerseys the way they are, please. Thank you. It really does. Um, so yeah, that's what we got on that. And then the also little bit the Madden rating came out. I didn't write that on my notes, but it just came to my mind. Oh boy. I mean, we talked about the Daniel Jones one. It's silly. It's dumb. And I'm not going to get mad about Madden ratings, but it, it just is what it is. Like Saquon being behind Melvin Gordon, like Le'Veon Bell didn't even play last year. Come on now. Saquon had zero fumbles, but only has 95 carrying. I'm just saying. And yet, just, Le'Veon? I, what? Le'Veon? Who, who, uh, what has he even done last year? <laughs> literally nothing. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, I don't know. It's, it is what it is. I don't care about Madden. Um, in fact, I buy it every year. This might be a year I don't buy it. Not because, like, these ratings are ridiculous. I'm You're boycotting. Protesting. You're protesting. But, but I just think we're going to have so much to do. Like, I, I have the Madden 19, and I haven't played it since, like, a month after it came out. Huh. Um, I'm going to get so, it on the sucker. Yeah. Who's on the cover this year? Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Um, it should have been Saquon on it. Actually, Patrick Mahomes was no. amazing. Never mind. Madden curse um, is real. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, I mean, I'm looking at Antonio Brown's face right now. <laughs> Uh, and then the possibility of the red jerseys. This came about from the NFL shop having a Saquon Barkley red jersey on there. Danny, where do you stand on the red jerseys? Uh, I, I really meh. They're, they're just there. I'm not a big fan of them. It doesn't fit the whole you know big blue mantra. But I guess you can see our weight jersey doesn't have much blue in it since. Uh, they have the red and the white, but I, I personally don't care about the red jerseys. I mean, maybe they're thinking of color rush, maybe making an all red color rush this year. But then why not make an all blue color rush? I don't care about the jerseys. They, I, they don't. I, I actually, sorry, I actually love them. I just remember being in middle school and like the the guy who worked in the cafeteria. He was a really cool dude. He had a, a plax a red plaxico jersey. He wore, wore it all the time. It was a really cool jersey. But yeah, so. Your mic cut out. All right, I just sneeze. I turned my microphone off. Oh, Man, hopefully. Did, did, did you hear my sneeze? I want to know. No, I thought your mic cut out, so that's why I said that. But no, you, you did a good job. I heard nothing. Okay, I turned the mic off to not have that sneeze on there. Um, no, but I, I really like the red jerseys. I don't know. I just do. 
I thought they looked cool back when we we used them. I don't know what was it like oh five oh six. I can't remember, but I, I like them, especially the Plaxico jersey. It just looked cool, and like the guy in the cafeteria, he made it look cool. So I, I actually like the red jerseys. I would, and I like the white color rush. I think those are pretty cool. Yeah, but I'm all for giving the red ones a shot. I, I think it'd be cool, especially and was probably Eli's for the last season. I mean, also, I mean, I guess it's not the NFL Honda jersey has literally no effect on the NFL Honda season. Ah, yeah, me personally, I I can live without it. I'm not gonna be heartbroken if I don't see it. But I feel like it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that jersey always on NFL Shop, or did it just appear? I have no clue. I haven't paid attention to stuff like that until this year. Or or did? Oh, I don't know. I just I just saw somebody wrote somebody wrote about it, and I checked it out, and was like, oh wow, it really is there. And I was like, okay. And then it all of a sudden it became like a, a real story, which we're giving takes on. So that's how you know it's we're, the dead time. We're talking time. about red jerseys. Yeah, we're desperate. But if this happened next week, the chances of us talking about this would probably be like 5% because we're all talking about players reporting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So that's it for the first portion. We're going to answer some mailbag questions. But first, a quick break. All right, so a lot of people are starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad you did. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's here. Come on. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Thanks, Steve from Blues Clues. Danny, let's get into the mail. First question comes from Isaac Moretta at Brugal underscore Poppy20. He asks, what if I'll do something different for my question this week? Fill in the blank. As The question is, if the Giants win nine-plus games this year and make the playoffs, it will largely be in, largely in part because of blank. I'll, I'll start it off first. I'm going to say the defense. Because the offense is, I believe the offense is set. They got quality receivers. You got a good tight end. You got... Saquon Barkley, you got a, the best offensive line in years. You got Eli, who ho- hopefully should be capable. And, and the reason why I say defense is because the defense really needs to take a step up this year. They're not the best defense out there, but they need to be able to get stops and not be like last year and let up touchdowns after touchdowns after touchdowns. And same in 2017, it was just touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns. They need to finally be a defense and get the stops we need, get the offense back out on the field to continue drives and not have the offense be off the field for who knows how long as the other team's driving down the field. So if the Giants win nine-plus games this year, I'm saying it's in part because of the defense. Yeah. I battled between the DBs and the offensive line, notably the right tackle spot. Um, I'll go with, with the offensive line because the offensive line is the pulse of a team. As the offensive line goes, the team goes. The offensive line lost us games last year. Um, but, it you know, it wasn't the only reason. But they did – like, we lost games because of the offensive line last year. Um, but to your point on the defense, this is a huge year for James Betcher. I really – I think 
he's actually on the hot seat. I know we get asked about Pat Shermer, but I think Betcher is on the hot seat because you had that defense in Arizona where you ran zone blitzes and had these schemes and blitzed a lot. Well, now you have some DBs, and it's really important that they're good right away. It really is. It is important that DeAndre Baker is good right away because if they are above average, that allows us to run different kinds of blitzes, and we know that our, our edge, our guys on the edge aren't anything to write home about except for possibly Lorenzo Carter. You know, O'Shane, we don't know what we're going to get out of him this season. The interior, I'm really hyped about the interior line with Hill, Lawrence, and Tomlinson. But like, we're gonna, it's going to have to be a scheme defense for us to be a, uh, an above-average defense. And for that to happen, the DBs have to be able to cover guys in man coverage when we run blitzes and when we're running zone blitzes to be in the right place at the right time. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, but for the sake of argument, I'll go with the offensive line. No, I agree with the offensive line because Eli, we've all seen, he needs a, every quarterback needs a capable offensive line, but Eli needs a capable offensive line. If he doesn't got someone quality in front of him, he is on the ground in T minus two seconds in the fetal position, getting ready for the next play. Yeah, the offense, you need them because Saquon, obviously, he needs to get some good blockers to be able to get upfield and cause the chaos that he did last year. So, yeah, the, both quality answers. I just say defense because, as you said, this is a very big year for James Betcher. He needs to prove that it could work. And also, let, let's be real, uh, James Betcher, he could be in line for a head coaching job even, possibly. Teams, if his defense does well, he I could easily see him going to be a head coach. Like, if I'm correct, there is rumors, not rumors, but I believe there is talks of him maybe even getting interviews in 2018, 2018. For head coach of jobs, obviously, he took the defensive coordinator job. But this is a big year for him, both on and off the field. One, can his defense be what they were in Arizona? And like I said, he could be in for a head coaching job as well. I hate that. I hate when you have a good coach and they lose him. It's so annoying. Um, so, anyways, yeah. So, yeah. Big year for James Betcher. Next question comes from at Gazman Superstar. Yes, with Tate and Shep now on. The team, who gets the most yards, catches, touchdowns this year of the two? And did Odell wear overalls to the ESPYs to carry Saquon the award? I'll answer your first question first. E- e- uh, second question first. ESPN, they totally did that on purpose just to have Saquon and Odell. It's Odell gives Saquon the award and just be like, oh, the former Giants are talking. Oh, the drama. That, that was really the only <laughs> point of that. What was your thoughts on the ESPYs and Saquon and Odell? Uh, I just saw a snapshot of of Odell. I, I didn't watch much of the ESPN. I watched like a few minutes, and that's not like uh, ESPN is so trash. I just I just didn't have the time to watch it this year. Um, I was actually more noticing Odell's hair uh, being back to the way it was when he came into the league. Um, he did have something funky on, but yeah, you know what, Gasman, you're right. It was to hold Saquon's trophy. You're 100 percent on that. You're you're a superstar, Gasman. So yeah, I, I'll I'll go with that. Let's let's run with that. Ten years from now, we could say that he wore that to carry Saquon's uh, trophy, and nobody will ever question us. And the second question uh, between Tate and Shep, who gets the most yards, catches, touchdowns this year? Uh, well, Bobby, first before you answer that, how do you deal with the controversy? Golden Tate has stirred up that Matthew Stafford is his best quarterback he's ever played with, and people are saying that's a shot at Eli Manning, even though they haven't played a single game next to each other. <laughs> Well, it's definitely not a shot at Eli Manning. Are you sure? Are like you, I'm, you, not, I'm not like sure about you, that one. Like you said, I didn't even think about that until you just said that because I didn't see that. And I was more thinking like, 
you know, that's a big shot, Russell Wilson. And we know the rumors but between the Russell Wilson family and Golden Tate. I'll leave it at that. So I, I thought that was more shot at Russell Wilson. And it literally didn't enter my mind as a shot at Eli. So maybe that is something. Maybe we should have talked about that today. Like, Golden Tate starts a controversy with Eli Manning. Uh, throws like Golden Tate says the best quarterback he's played with is Alex Tanny. Um, so no, I, 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 that literally never crossed my mind until you, until you brought that up, Danny. Come week five, we'll, Which, see, Gold, we'll see Golden Tate on ESPN. We'll, we'll end this show and I'm going to like, like, where did Danny get that from? And I'm going to see like 10 tweets about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, but between Pat Shep- Leonard's going to write about it. Oh boy. Don't, uh, I don't want to get on that. Actually, I'm guaranteeing you that you'll probably see that art when you, li- when you listen to this episode, I I, I almost want to guarantee you that there will be an article about that. <laughs> All right, again, we got way off top of your question there. Uh, between Taylor Shep, who gets the most yards? Uh, yards, I'll say Stanley Shepard because he's a little faster than Golden Tate. Catches, Golden Tate. And touchdowns, uh, Golden Tate, just because Eli, I believe him and Golden Tate will have a very good connection because of the veteran leadership both of them have. And I feel like Eli will view uh, Golden Tate as like his uh, his Odell, but not his Odell. Like he could trust Golden Tate. Not that he can't trust Alan Shepard, but he'll trust Golden Tate a little more. I'm going to go reception and yards, Golden Tate. I think Golden Tate will be the number one wide receiver on the team. But I'm actually going to go touchdowns, Sterling Shepard. We saw Sterling had eight in his rookie season. I know it was only, I think, two last season and then four the year before that. But he had eight his rookie season. That's a really good number, especially for a rookie. So I'm going to go Shep as being the guy that gets the touchdowns. And Sterling Shepard has, like, more big playability. We've seen him, you know, break long touchdowns. So I'm going to go Sterling Shepard with the touchdowns. But I've, I've been pretty firm in the camp that Golden Tate will be the number one wide receiver on the team. I just think he fits perfectly in the slot. Um, he's had great numbers consistently throughout the past five years. I don't. I know I've talked about the splits between the Eagles and the Lions last year a thousand times on the show about Golden Tate. But yeah, I, I expect Golden Tate receptions and yards, and I'm going to go Shep with the touchdowns. No, yeah, that's very fair. Obviously, we've seen Eli. Eli and Sterling Shepard have a good chemistry. I just something in my body's telling me it's going to be Golden Tate that just leads the team this year. Final question comes from at Johnny G4. He asked, do you think we have enough edge slash pass rushers? Uh, I believe we have enough. Do we have quality there? No, not really. I mean, you got BJ Hill, Dalvin Tomlinson. Uh, you got O'Shane Ximenez. I feel like we're finding that. You got Marcus Golden, Olsen, Pierre, uh, Darius. Uh, is this Darius Slayton? Or am I? No, Chris Slayton. Chris, Chris Slayton. Slayton. Chris Slayton. I think John Jenkins is there as well. So I feel like we're fine in that department. It's just they're not quality guys you got behind them. But, I, yeah, I feel like we're fine in that department. Yeah, I'm really not in love with any of our edge guys except for Lorenzo Carter. And Lorenzo Carter is a very curious case. Like, he's he's hard to pin down. I, I like Lorenzo a lot, and I expect a lot of him this year. But I also don't know exactly how they're going to use him. Are they going to use him in Olivier Vernon, you know, stand as essentially a stand-up defensive end? Or are they going to have him dropping back in coverage on, you know, 22% of plays? Like, they're, we're going to learn a lot about Lorenzo Carter this season. But then the other guys, Golden, uh, I'm just not I'm just not big on Golden. Like, I don't look at 2016 and be like, yep, he's definitely going to replicate that. Kareem Martin, I'm not a fan of his. Uh, O'Shane, I don't know what we're going to get out of him this year. The preseason will be huge for him. 
um, to possibly get up reps. But, you know, a guy picked in the third round, we're, we're going to see him playing important snaps sometime this season. So we'll, we'll see about him. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know if it's about enough guys. It's just kind of – I think we have, like, good depth, but none of those guys are really world beaters as a pass rusher. And like we said before, I think it's going to be uh, a defense that really relies on a scheme more than just – you know, beat you know the front four beating guys, and then running cover two on the back end. Like I, I it's a it's a team that is going to have to really scheme up their defense and be smarter than the other team. No, yeah, and I, that's why I said the defense needs to be huge this year because not many teams are going to be like looking at the Giants' defense like, all right, let, let's be scared of them. They, they're not the scariest defense out there. They just they have to step up big. Schemes are going to have to be on point. Uh, that that's why they got to be big this year. All right, I think that's it, Danny. That is it with all the questions. All right, guys, we're getting really close to the season. And you know what would be really great to start camp off? A rating and review Uh, for the Walking Giants show. I don't ask for it often, but would really appreciate it. Me and Danny have lately been recording episodes every night, getting our player profile projections ready. They've been a lot of fun to do. I mean, you could probably see what order we're going in just because – I cannot keep anything I'm doing a secret. I tweet out everything I figure out. So we're doing that. So just, you know, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure, you know, when that starts next Monday, just, you know, just know Monday you'll have an episode of Talking Giants. You'll have one every single weekday. So just get that into your daily routine. So, yeah, please leave us a rating review. We're only at like 21 right now. There's shows that I know that are worse than us. Listen, I'm a competitive guy. but I'm also realistic. There's shows that I know are just flat out worse than us that have more ratings and review now some of them have like like i have like a three and a half four star average i'm glad we have that five with that one four star which a four star is kind of like i feel like a four star rating is like these guys are awesome but their equipment sucks and we're gonna have that kind of fixed before the season starts so but part of that is ratings and reviews because maybe someone would be like oh my gosh 100 ratings review before the season starts they started in january let me just send this guy all this money uh <laughs> So, so yeah, and I need to buy some scratch-off tickets just to hold out that hope I can go to camp. Um, and if you have extra – I know I'm rambling right now. If you have extra tickets to camp, try and find somebody to give those away to. We, I just uh, – one of one of the followers of the show, um, I, I forget his name. Uh, I think it's Fernanda. He, like, posted, like, hey, I want to take my three daughters to camp. but just go back for vacation. There's no tickets available. Like, I, I'll be retweeting, like, everybody that I see that needs tickets from the Talking Giants page. Give, find someone to give those tickets to because like I've already talked about how the system where they just give them away for free and you could get as many as you want. It, it aggravates me. I know that that's what you have to do to get there. You have to get those right away or you won't get them, but it, I wish they would charge you $5 and then rebate it at the gate. Um, so yeah, that's a rambling rate and review. As you can tell, I truly care about you guys. Huh. I mean, I just, I just poured out about my distaste for training camp tickets. So, yeah, leave a rating review. We appreciate it. We'll be back on Friday. We might have somebody with us. Won't say it till it happens because that's how that kind of stuff happens. And then I get really mad because someone cancels on us. Although this guy's a friend, so he probably won't cancel on us. If anything, it'll be like me pushing it till 1 o'clock in the morning. All right, rambling <laughs> over. Make sure you listen to the, the ending song, the closing song, and just go look it up on, you know, on, on YouTube. Explosions in the Sky, Your Hand in Mine. And just listen to the whole 10-minute song. There's no words. And I'm a huge fan of lyrics. I don't like songs without words. Just listen to this song tomorrow and get you ready for football. Let's go, Big Blue.